Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's the King with the boys. Here in the Jojatorium, we believe that all superheroes should be able to give cunnilingus to each other. So, Batman, we stand with you. So, me and Adam, we finally did it. We are party gods. And you can be one, too, as soon as you tune into Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. Rocky brings you into her life in the fast-paced New York City scene with some of the wildest stories you'll ever hear. Check out Wild Nights Rocky Pal podcast on all major platforms when new episodes drop on Mondays. And if you want to see what the Wild Nights IG live show is like, just tune in on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. We were just on it and we had a great time. So if you want to find out what's going on in Rocky's world, you can follow her at Wild Nights with Rocky on all social media and make sure you tell her that the boys sent you. So, yeah. Adam, what's up? Had buddy? a blast on there on Wednesday. Yeah, so nice. So nice live in some man. memories. Yeah, some memes. <laughs> so, like, if you're if you're hearing us and you're like, why should I go over there and watch you guys talk to somebody else? Well, we often don't get uh, asked about you know the crazy stuff that we get to do. We we're pretty tame for as much as we kind of go off the wall sometime here on the podcast. But uh, we did have some crazy times, and we spoke about a bachelor party, and that's all I'm going to leave it at. Just know that. People got lost. People people got knocked out. I mean, it was just it was fantastic. Uh, and I yeah. tried to heist something. So yeah, gotcha. it was also nearly a decade ago. So see what we see what we came from. <laughs> yeah, see where we were about thirty pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Adam, I got to know, man, because you and I, we, you know, sometimes we do this remotely. And I'm at the Casa de la Anderson, and you are in the Jojatorium holding it down the brew lab. So um, since we can't be together to split a beer, I want to know, are you drinking one tonight? I am. So uh, this Monday, actually, I went out to the Hop Farm Brewing Company in, I would say it's Lawrenceville. It's like between Lawrenceville and Highland Park there. Um, And I got the May Queen Farmhouse Ale, uh, which was their Pink Boots brew for uh, Women's Month. Um, And it's also Women's Month in the brewing community and in the pink boots uh brewing celebrates international women's day in the brewing industry uh so this is a farmhouse sale crafted with local honey and local tea from the tupelo honey teas in millville pa and it is delicious i had it monday i'm gonna try it right now again (laughs) your beer is so much more significant than mine i feel (laughs) yeah i cheated because i asked you what you're drinking first and then i came with a banger you did you did. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a nice farmhouse ale. I taste the uh, the pink boots um, co- like collaboration brew day. The pink boots campaign is they do a hop blend every year for this International Women's Day um, brewing industry event. Um, so that hop was used in it. We actually used it in our mom jeans beer here at Bash Brew. It made it delicious. Um, yeah. And it's a it's a four point eight uh four point eight alcohol percentage, uh, ABV, and yeah, the tea the honey is subtle, but it's there. It's sweet. It's got a nice sweetness, and then the tea comes through really strong. It's just like an herbal tea flavor, and uh, and it's got that farmhouse like kind of little bit of funkiness to it. So it's it's really good, nice light summer beer. Yeah, man, I'm looking at the color through the screen here, and it looks like that's very very tasty. Yeah, very good. So I don't so, have such a celebratory beard. You just, you do this thing. 
that only I think siblings do to each other. And it's you, you put me in a corner and then you one up me, you make me show you my cards. Uh, and Yeah. So I call that the green mushroom effect from Mario, <laughs> the one up mushroom. Yeah. The one, it's up the green mushroom. mushroom effect. Yeah. Oh dear God. Now I'm going to have that damn. <laughs> So I, uh, I went with uh, a staple in my beer fridge. I have lots of hitchhiker in my, in my fridge because a local spot that I love uh, distributor finally gets some, some other plate, some other different brews and they finally pick up all the hitchhiker brews. So I have uh, something from the, the Bane series. I have opposite Bane. Opposite Bane is an Indian pale ale. It's delicious. I mean, it's it's something uh, that you if you just look at the color too on the screen. It's nice and cloudy, very uh, hazy, yeah, very hazy, super super bitey. I mean, it's just it borders on buttery, and that's and that's what I like uh, when I get more of like a hazy style uh, India Pale Ale, especially from Hitchhiker, because I feel like the Bane series that they put out is it, it's I haven't had a bad one um so far and that's and that rings true here i mean this this thing it comes in at 6.6 percent so it's not a it's not gonna take you out but it's certainly gonna you're gonna feel good you're gonna feel good drinking them so i can tell you right now i uh i started off with a full glass while you were sipping on yours i'm already down to half a glass um this is this is probably my favorite in the bane series and i really can't wait to see how they can continue to tweak um what they can put out under this under this name so hitchhiker uh you got my attention you got my money and you're gonna keep getting it so thank you very much for bane uh and hopefully nothing bad happens do you think batman would like a lick of that <laughs> batman can't lick nothing if all right so the controversy here is that on hbo go they have an anime series called harley quinn and on that show there's sex there's violence there's drug use uh there's death murder hand grenades everything and the creators wanted to put batman in a storyline where he just goes downtown and eats uh eats some sweet cookies and they no this is where we draw the line batman cannot perform conolingus and i think if batman can't perform cunnilingus then none of us should be allowed to perform cunnilingus <laughs> do you think it's because the mask is restrictive to his breathing if he's not breathing through his mouth like that nose cover is is probably pretty tight i'm gonna say that i understand. maybe it was from a realistic standpoint <laughs> i understand where you're coming from if that was like the batman returns or no the batman forever with the nipples, nipples <laughs> the, suit, like the really yeah. the really tight one but i think if batman was gonna eat vagina he would have some kind of gadget you know what I mean? Like to because he has gadgets yeah. for everything. He had shark yeah. repellent. So Albert would have him covered. Albert, yeah. <laughs> oh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, Batman, he tells all, every woman that he finds mildly attractive his real identity. So he can just take his mask off anyway. Selena Kyle knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he told her as soon as he could. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah. So here in the Joe Tourum, you know from Buckle to Bell, we keep you up to date with some of the greatest news that's going on in professional wrestling. So first and foremost, Adam, we have to say it off the rip. Congratulations to the John Moxley and Renee Young for welcoming their newborn into this world. 
Um, I know this is something that was being built up for a while and it almost felt like kayfabe. So it's kind of cool to see it finally happen. Um, I really like John. I really like Renee. Um, they're going to be great parents. The only thing I selfish, I think I selfishly texted you. I was like, I wonder how long John's going to be out though. I really want to see him back. In the- <laughs> I imagine he won't be gone long. I mean, do they live? Oh no, they live in Vegas. Yes. So yeah. he might be out for a little bit. Yeah. And deservedly so. Uh, good luck in parenthood. It is, I think I say this every time a wrestler has a child, it, it's way more challenging than what you were doing before. So good luck and thank God you have a good tag team partner in Renee to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you know this, Adam, because I threw this one in here. Um, so Triple H pissed off probably every one of our favorite female talent. Uh, in professional wrestling that doesn't work for the wwe flagship so his idea and i'm paraphrasing here because i don't want to read the whole article because i don't want to go to sleep but (laughs) major point here is that triple h said something to the degree that every female wrestler in the world that doesn't work for wwe should want to work for the wwe because that's where the best female talent goes and if you don't want to work there you can't be the best um, I don't agree, but I think he's just trying to be like a marketing rah-rah boy at that point. Like, what is he, is he supposed to say that's not true? Like, he wants to bring the best in, so I think he's just getting word out there like, hey, we just had to re-sign Eva Marie. Can we get some good talent? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's out there? <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, Eva Marie's going to need a lot of people that she can sub in for all her matches for no good goddamn reason. Right. Uh, so I think the difference here, because uh, Busted Open Radio talked about this, and the idea was like, you can say, I think the, the split here was, it's fine to say, like, our promotion's the best promotion. We have the best talent. But when you say something along the lines of, like, if you don't work for us, you're not good. And if you don't want to work here, you're definitely not good. And the one person who took significant. Oh, I saw. 100, Ms. 412 Britt Baker DMD put on a very simple Twitter post. Her and Thunder Rosa, nose to nose, toes to toes, right before they went into undoubtedly, inarguably, come after me. One of the best matches of 2021 in the unsanctioned light outs match uh, on AEW on cable television. Hands down, one of the best female matches in 2021. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Britt Baker, for doing that. Uh, so, she, yeah. God. And if I can add on, there's breaking news as of, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. late yesterday. Did you hear about the NWA event? No. What's up? Okay. So uh, I don't think it was in response to these comments, but it does affect the world of women's wrestling. Um, Billy Corgan. Uh, got on you the NWA Power Show. Uh, yes, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, with Mickey James, recently released superstar from WWE, to announce to announce that uh, NWA is traveling to St. Louis and putting on a all women's pay per view entitled NWA Empower on August twenty eighth. And then the following night, they are putting on NWA 73, their own full show pay-per-view with everybody included. 
So, and Mickey James is executive producing the whole women's card, the whole women's pay-per-view. Dude, that's, that's her really role awesome. in NWA now. So that's uh, a positive spin, like a positive story yeah. for women's wrestling. At least I just saw that. I think at five o'clock today. Um, uh, that's awesome. But very cool. So yeah, Mickey yeah. James to NWA confirmed. Uh, Billy Corgan seemed the most excited I've ever seen him in any point of his career to announce it he smiled a little bit yeah it was a very little bit but a little smile and like uh everybody listening do yourselves a favor look up nwa it's free on youtube they they put up a new show every week uh it's a very uh it's a throwback to like old southern wrestling where it's like a studio wrestling program Mm -hmm. but uh mickey james promo she cut was awesome she like the one part i remember is this is an all women's pay-per-view and it's for women. It's not for the sake of a hashtag, which was kind of a throw at a, a diss at WWE, which, which I is exactly what needs to happen. I think so, yeah, I didn't awesome. mean to like yeah. jab no. into your story there, but like some, some breaking news as of today, yeah. which I was feverishly Googling while you were talking. Sorry about that, but <laughs> That's okay. uh, I wanted to get the dates right. So yeah, late August 28th and 29th. Let's watch some NWA. Yeah. I'm totally down for that. And also, too, if you uh, want a nice segue into NWA, like, oh, who's usually there? Uh, Thunder Rosa makes appearances on NWA all the time. So if you enjoy Thunder Rosa's stuff, she's on NWA as much, if not more, than she's and, on uh, AEW. Serena Deeb is their, well, was their women's champion up until last week. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so there, there are some gr- wonderful women wrestlers in yes. NWA. I think NWA has arguably one of the best women's rosters going right now. It's just solid technical wrestling. Like it's yeah. not super high. I mean, they have some high flyers and stuff, but it's very old school. It's, it's a nice uh, palate cleanser to like the olden days. Absolutely. And thinking, of, and speaking of Matt technicians, Samoa Joe is back. Yes. Samoan submission machine came back this past Tuesday on NXT at the behest of William Regal because let's just face it, William Regal is kind of a punk. He's always played that role and he needed an enforcer. So he got Samoa Joe. Um, but the number one thing that Samoa Joe did, and this is what I love so much about this, Samoa Joe came in and smacked down, no pun intended, all of the GM rumors about him taking over talent or something like that. It He looks ready to get into the ring it looks like it's gonna happen yeah i feel he was i don't want to speak out of school i don't know for sure i feel like he was taken off tv because of concussion worries like he just had a lot um but it looks like he might get in the ring at least at a limited capacity while being kind of this enforcer authority role which i'm really excited about and i'm even more excited that i fantasy booked him last week before he came back (laughs) he did a great job you knew what you're talking about. Uh, I always find it, you know, like we may not be the most knowledgeable people, Adam, but I think we write a good storyline. I just like having fun. There. I just like fun stuff. Fun stuff, fun stuff slick stuff. stuff. <laughs> Where are the bodies, Garth? <laughs> and speaking of NXT, Adam, you got to watch the five way dance for the NXT championship. Featuring Karrion Cross and some other significant meat castles just slamming into each other trying to win that strap. What was that like? Yeah, so I'm going to try to give a quick recap of the match before I give my opinion on the match, and I'm going to try my solid best. So this was uh, Karrion Cross, the defending champion, 
uh, versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunn in a fatal five-way match. I haven't seen one of these in a while, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe Attitude Era. I don't. Yes, I don't know. I knew, I remember a lot of fatal four-ways, but a five-way. Interesting. Um, yes. So match started off hot. It was a lot of. Uh, Everybody out like throw three guys out of the ring in one-on-one matchups for for a good part of the beginning. Then Pete Dunn and Johnny Gargano threw Karrion Cross through the in your house set. Like the, they had like a front door to a house mocked up. <laughs> threw him through that, took him out for like five or six minutes. Then the four other guys got in the ring and did some really technical, fast-paced, high work rate stuff. Karrion Cross came back in, suplexed them all, destroyed them for a second. Um, it spilled back out to the outside. Kyle O'Reilly and his mortal enemy now, Adam Cole, actually put Karrion Cross through the announce table, taking him out for another significant portion of the match. Um, my opinion sneaking in here, but <laughs> leading into the best part of the match, where the four men, again, went through some near falls, some great setup. All four men in the ring spots. Uh, it was great. Carrying Cross comes back in, and then on that second carrying, or yeah, the second carrying Cross like resurgence. Yeah, there were some great five man spots that were set up, which are difficult to. Play. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you see, you see the match winding down. Kyle O'Reilly puts Adam Cole in his finishing submission. Looks like Adam Cole's about to tap out. Carrying cross pops like over his shoulders and puts his finishing uh, rear naked choke hold on him oh. and chokes Kyle O'Reilly out while Kyle O'Reilly has Adam Cole in the finisher <laughs> to retain the title um, in a pretty long match, but never, never boring match. Um, now to my opinion of it. Yeah. It looked everything spectacle wise was like, really obvious that they were pushing carrying cross like yes the backdrop of the screen had like everybody's names on banners but carrying cross was like huge in the middle on the big screen with champion under his name he was the biggest man by a, a far shot over the other four guys um which is fine like you know promote your champion it was clearly booked to get him over and get him pushed up into like this elite champion status oh yeah but the problem was it kind of ended up exposing him because those two points where he was taken out of the match and the four other guys were doing their thing were the best parts of the match Mm -hmm. so it was like you you got this guy and you're trying to elevate him but you put him against the four biggest most established workhorses maybe the best wrestlers in wrestling definitely the four best in nxt Oh yeah. Um, working together seamlessly. It seemed like they were all eating lunch in the high school cafeteria together for the last three months. And carrying cross was like at the table by himself, eating like alone, just mumbling. Steven Glansberg. Yeah. So like by himself, even when there were like cool five member, like spot set up cross just seemed like out of it. Clunky little botchy, like mm. just, it just exposed him as not a yeah. high work rate. Like those four other guys have a very similar style and he is not that style. No. And it just came off a little flat. The crowd was out of it. 
the crowd hated the finish. Like, uh, I, I didn't think it was a bad match, but I think Cross came out looking really fucking slow and bad when he's not slow or bad. It was just when you have him in there with four elite other talents, he couldn't keep up. I was going to say, when you have uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, who can put on matches every night and put on solid matches every night, and just having them alone, keeping up with them. Because I think Adam Cole probably has – he has extraordinary cardio. Kyle O'Reilly is in great shape. Not see Carry and Cross isn't in great shape. But I think Cross is just so much bigger. And that's why now the booking leading up to the match makes more sense because they were making Carry and just kind of like – the Jason Voorhees of the group. Like very much so, yeah. Yeah. Just very big, very lumbering, hard to take down, hard to defeat, hard to kill. And then it played out there. Like he was left for dead, pops up, throws in a rude naked choke, takes him his belt. I thought this was going to be I think I said in the last episode where Karrion Cross was going to lose and that was going to be his call up to the main roster. Now who knows? I mean, I think it sets up a great match between him and Adam Cole. I think that'd be a great idea. Um, but I think Kyle O'Reilly might have something to say about that. Yeah, it was just, it was really, well, I saw uh, today that Kyle O'Reilly's actually challenging for the Cruiserweight title, which I'm excited about. So yeah. he's going against Kushida, which should be a phenomenal match. match. Yeah, Kushida's amazing. Yeah, like to, to just to close it out, like my feeling was that like Karrion Cross was like Thanos and the Avengers were all just bouncing around him, like yeah. selling for him. It was very, it just took all the, I know what pro wrestling is, but it took all the realism out of it. It just seemed very acted out, very like staged, but like a good performance. But like, I just, oh, this is what I expected. And it's exactly what I expected expected and literally nothing more like yeah and and i know what you're saying too it takes the realism out of out of it but like despite the fact that we know that it's scripted it's supposed to be as close to real as it can feel and right. you're you're right whenever it kind of just like you're like oh here comes the spot here comes the spot here comes the spot it, it kind of loses its luster um, yeah and like the crowd being dead didn't help. That doesn't help either. either. Yeah, which which sucks, man. Because you have five of arguably the best wrestlers in WWE, I'd say, and the, well, and the fans were just kind of dead to it. Well, it, yeah, it's it long though. It was like a forty minute match. Yeah. Well, and the damning part was the crowd would come alive and like do the fight for every chance when Cross was out of the match. Yeah, and it's like, wow, it's just like the booking on paper probably looked really good for him, but in execution just hurt the man. And I, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they're going to bounce him back because I mean, he, I think he is a main card ready and would probably work better on the main card against like a Randy Orton or like an established veteran. Like that's his style, but that quick pace, like chain wrestling style, he just, he can probably do it really well, but yeah. not as good as those four guys that can do it no. the best. No, you know what I mean? So um, weird match. Um, fun to watch yeah so I mean, check it out anybody who has the peacock network mm-hmm. yeah uh, pete dunn pete dunn's bumps were incredible and kyle o'reilly's crumple physics were on point like they always are <laughs> crumple physics baby <laughs> so we had another match that went on um a little more on the clunky side than carrying cross's performance so 
uh, Kenny Omega put up the Impact title against Moose on the most recent pay-per-view from Impact. Um, and you and I spoke about it a little bit, but I want to hear what you really think about this. Yes, yeah, so against all odds 2021, I have a little bit less of a recap for this because it wasn't it wasn't super exciting. Nothing against the, each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing against the two men in the match, but it just wasn't as action-packed. Um, basically they worked an injury angle on Moose's shoulder, uh, that Kenny Omega focused on. Uh, he threw that V trigger knee to the shoulder a bunch of times. Uh, at one point, Moose hit a Spanish fly off the top on Kenny which Omega, which is probably the most man. impressive part of the match. Um, but, uh, and then Moose went for his like finishing spear and Omega pulled the ref in the way, which led to an interference finish. The young bucks came in. Took Moose out. Omega got the pin and retained. Uh, um, so, I mean, the match was the match. It was it was good, especially for two guys that don't work well with each other. And yeah. even for as big as Kenny Omega is, Moose is gigantic. Yes. So, and then to see cool. Moose, I saw the replays more and more of Moose throwing the Spanish fly. That. For a guy of Moose's size, he's definitely he has agility through the roof, and then Omega knows how to sell. So you put those two things yeah. together, and that move looked incredible. Not only that, but he did the leap from the mat to the top rope, like the Kurt Angle, like <laughs> belly to belly leap, which was oh yeah, even more like even added to the how impressed I was by it. Um, sure, but the, the 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 big the big the big the big problem with this match was the aftermatch so for those of you who don't watch impact impact is recorded in nashville and AEW is recorded in jacksonville yes so they had this match at daly's place in jacksonville the AEW stage and ring to prevent interference from the good brothers who were at tna or not tna impacts pay-per-view in louisville early earlier in the night quote unquote <laughs> earlier in the night <laughs> To keep them from interfering. That's cool. But the Good Brothers were against Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. So the match goes off. Omega wins by interference. But who shows up in Jacksonville but Sammy fucking Callahan? Like, yeah. So Sammy Callahan figured out how to get there, but the Good Brothers couldn't. Yeah. They don't know how to get on planes. <laughs> it was just cars. such a hole in your booking. Yeah. That Sammy Callahan could make it for the step that was supposed to keep everybody else out except yeah. the young bucks. Cause they live at Daly's place now, apparently. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say too, you can keep the good brothers away, but you still have Michael Nakazawa. He's still there. You said yeah. the, the young bucks are still there. Um, and where the fuck was Frankie Kazarian? Yeah. He's supposed to be killing all these, these yeah. guys. He's the, he's the elite assassin, right? The elite assassin. Where are you, Frankie? Come through. So, but uh, yeah. I do like what they did. Sammy Callahan came in after the match, uh, destroyed the Young Bucks and Omega with a baseball bat, um, threatened with a chair in the bat to break like Omega's face, basically, <laughs> um, and was interrupted by Don Callis. Don Callis fired him from Impact, which is on the pay per view. <laughs> so I hope Sammy Callahan just shows up in AEW now because he's one of my yeah. favorite dudes from Impact. So. Great hardcore wrestler, built very similar to myself. <laughs> he's very, say, he's very short and related? stout. Yeah. So, uh, and, he, and he likes death metal. So, like, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he shows up on AEW now. 
So it was a great um, end after kind of a flat finish to the match. But it was also like, wait, wait, wait. How did he get there? Like, he wasn't supposed to be able to get there. That's what I understand either. So that match was very flat. And they didn't have a crowd. They had, like, stage hands as the crowd. Like, the crowd. There was no crowd noise in the match, which was weird. I think what you could see is they filmed they filmed that match like after elevation was done. Right. Like you filmed elevation, like, oh, let's do this match real quick. Cause they, they had like uh people who set set up and tear down the ring and you had some like um some elevation talent around. Uh and then like AEW announcers were there. But yeah, it was just it did it, it felt weird. And then when Sammy Callahan showed up, the first thing I thought was Jacksonville's here, Nashville's here. This match only took twenty minutes. You can't. Yeah, the pay per view. Like you were the opening match on the pay per view, but that was two hours ago. Like you're not. Yeah, you're, you're not, not getting, getting there. there. Yeah, Tony Khan did not put you on the private jet, buddy. Um, so yeah, kind of exposing to the business. Um, and I know Omega's working hurt right now. He looked good for what he says his injuries are right now. Uh, it's hard for me to say that about him, but I will vent on him in a future episode. We're just going to keep teasing it until I get to do it. Until you um, do but it. No, until not I a bad. You. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad match. Uh, just a very bad finish to the match. Yeah. And then a kind of like reality shattering blow off to the, or like aftermath to the match, I guess you would say. But yeah. yeah, those were the two. Those were the two big main event pay-per-view matches from the weekend. And that leads into our next segment here where the uh, next significant wrestling uh, pay-per-view card is coming up. And it's the Hell in a Cell 2021 edition. So this has uh, some pretty cool matches that are going on. But again, um, this goes to something that I read where WWE wants to hold on to their more exciting stuff for when they actually go back on the road. <laughs> um which nothing like nothing like telling people to pay for a placeholder yeah like oh yeah you guys could keep supporting us and we're gonna make record profits but just so you know we are throwing out like our c-level shit right now we just want you to hang in there yeah remember that wrestlemania card you're getting just recycled bullshit from that yeah and, and that's what we're looking at right now so this preview shouldn't take long because there's no way that we don't get all of these matches correct i just don't see it going any other way um and i don't i don't know the order because the other thing too that wwe is doing now which they haven't done before is they aren't releasing the order of their card now because they want you to not like just watch the first part of it and turn it off right so you think alexa bliss versus Shayna baszler is the first match you could be wrong it could be the match we're going to talk about right now and it could be bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre for the wwe championship inside hell in a cell um, just more signs of a senile mcmahon at the, at the yeah. helm of this thing isn't it it is and at this point you're looking at two of of the greatest wrestlers on the roster fighting again for the upteenth time um at this point it looks like mcintyre's trying to beat up his older brother and his older brother just keeps putting his hand on his forehead <laughs> it's like nah you gotta put on some pounds first um, back to that green mushroom exactly one up and what Ashley's the one here oh yeah Ashley's definitely the one up Ashley retains Lashley retains here sorry Lashley retains here without question 
And it's going to put McIntyre in a position where he can no longer challenge for the title as long as Bobby Lashley holds it, which I'm, I'm so fine with. I'm actually pretty happy that's going to happen. Um, It's going to be a great match because they work well together, but it's going to be McIntyre losing. Um, He's not going to take a strap away from the red hot Bobby Lashley. I just can't see it happening. Yeah. I, uh, I echo your sentiment completely. Um, I will add one thing that I hope, I pray, I wish that the hell in this all this year is not bright fucking red. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no. it hurts my eyes to watch it. It's fine because Jeff Hardy's entrance music doesn't come with red lights. It only comes with uh, <laughs> light blue and green lights because apparently WWE forgets that Jeff Hardy uh, didn't play the fiend. Uh, I, it's it's getting ridiculous where. That psychotic red cage they've used for Hell in the Cell the past like three or four years. I, just, it. I don't know how you looked at that on camera. and was like, yeah, this is a good idea. It hurts. It hurts yeah. your eyes. It's the only time I've ever wished my TV wasn't high definition. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So we go into the next match I have listed here. It's Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And much akin to the last match we just talked about, you do not take the belt off of the red hot Bianca Belair. She is the face of your women's division right now, hands down. She won a stellar match against Sasha Banks. Who, where, like, where's Sasha right now? Just taking time, probably, I'm sure, but she's not around anymore. And Bailey is Sasha Light, except Bailey has this really annoying character she's trying to play. Like, she was a great heel, and now all of a sudden she's just like some menacing soccer mom and i don't know what's going on with that um but you're not gonna put the strap on her because i don't think bailey carries the carries a title now like she did before when she was up against sasha banks yeah i agree they just stuck her with like this annoying laugh promo and like gimmick and she's basically playing a karen at any of your local retail stores Mm -hmm. and it's not good and yeah i agree bianca belair retains or they really fucked this up she's only held the belt for i think this will be two months so like yeah you got to keep it on her you got to yeah. establish her so yeah bailey's not winning that hopefully and it's also, a good match yeah like, all i can say is hopefully these are good entertaining matches but like the results it's just like yeah. you're just really like when you put the card out here it's really just spoilers like we already yeah. know it's gonna happen yeah, you guys, could, like, if you're listening and you don't want to buy pay-per-view, or I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you the results. Adam and I are just confirming what we already know is going to happen. Um, much like the next match here, uh, Ray Ripley uh, versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Again, a young champion going against an established veteran. Um, Ripley needs help getting over. She has the strap, but she needs to get over. And the best way to get over is by choking flare out and yeah um this one i do agree that that's what they should do this one though might be the match out of all of them where they try to swerve the crowd and put it on charlotte and then have Rhea chase it till SummerSlam. i could see them doing that if they're going to do it with one of the women's champions it should be Rhea because bianca is so red hot right now like yes you don't take the belt off her um I do think Rhea should retain and will retain, but I could see them just fucking with us and letting Charlotte 
get another, you know, build up that belt streak, get her yeah. to 16 in six years. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Not like her um, dad who took 30 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think here with like, so if you look at Bianca and Ripley, I think this is a thing where like Bianca Belair doesn't need a belt to be awesome, but I think Ripley needs a belt to be awesome. I think that's a difference here. Um, see, I kind of think the opposite. I, I think I do think that personally, but from WWE's viewpoint, I think Bianca needs the title to stay on television consistently. Which which sucks because she puts on great matches and she should just be out there to be out there. But they yeah. put Rhea, I, I only say that because I think they'll put Rhea out there to have her out there because of her size and like that's her, true. her presence. You know, what I mean, like that's yeah. Vince's motto is like bigger is better, basically. So I think Rhea would be safer than Bianca without the title. Yeah. And going off the bigger is better, we move into the next match that makes no sense to me whatsoever uh, with <laughs> another red hot champion, uh, Roman Reigns, coming in to defend his strap against Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, inside Hell in a Cell. This match, Roman Reigns wins. That's it. I think Roman Reigns wins. Um, but at the end of it, this is where like I'm like, hopefully this is what happens. He has uh, an altercation with a returning John Cena or a, The Rock. Like someone's going to return to set up SummerSlam. Lesnar. That's a Lashley. No, I think Brock. Him. I think Brock's going to go with Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that would be the only saving grace to this match. Or he just decimates Dominic Mysterio for no good reason. Yeah. At the end. Get in here. Um. I hope it's a good match. I mean, it's a really, uh, it's unique at least for this card. Like we're finally seeing something yeah. fresh at least. Um, but yeah, I agree. There's no way Roman Reigns isn't taking this one. Yeah. Watching Roman Reigns beat the ever living piss out of everybody else. And then they feed him Rey Mysterio. Not to say Rey Mysterio is an inferior wrestler. I love Rey Mysterio. He's a great luchador, great wrestler. And he's Jack too, man, for his height. He is oh, and for his Jack. age. Yeah, man. Um, that mask off, he still looks young as hell, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fountain of youth down there somewhere. But uh, this leads into our last match here, um, which I feel like this one just got tacked on for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Alexa Bliss going against Shayna ba- Baszler. Um, it didn't need to happen, it got rushed into storylining already. Um, they had one of the worst ending segments to a Raw that has ever been uh posted whenever Shayna had was it lily the doll and yeah like lily's laughing there's a mirror reflection and then everything just cuts out and there's no storytelling whatsoever i don't know what they're doing here I, alexa bliss wins first and foremost uh, maybe reginald comes down to make some interference because it looks like alexa tried to uh possess him i think <laughs> he's the, the new fiend yeah, <laughs> he has to take it from Jeff Hardy first. Uh, I don't know, man. I just don't like Alexa Bliss's storyline. We were, you know, I think you and I agreed that the the whole Fiend storyline got destroyed. And then Alexa Bliss, we just hoped and prayed that she was going to take on that supernatural thing and just run hard with it. And now that's getting screwed up. Um, I just, I don't know what they're doing here. And this is the match I'm actually hoping that we get some furtherance of storytelling, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're just going to see another flat match. Yeah. And 
honestly, all I can hope for is that Alexa Bliss loses and they just cut the storyline completely. But that's probably not going to happen. I think it'll just be kind of a squash, which is terrible for Shayna Baszler because she's actually a legit yeah. talent, like with a legit backstory that could further her character. And if you're just feeding her, like that's not helping. But if she wins, that's not helping. Like it's it's really written into a corner here. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe the fiend. Maybe we get to see the fiend come back and interfere or something. I don't know. That would be cool. Just something. That something might be the to, best outcome possible. Yeah, because uh, at this point, you need to figure out Alexa Bliss, or like you said, she just something happens, and then a couple Mondays from now, she comes out to her old bowling for soup theme music and just comes bebopping down to the <laughs> ring and pigtails again. Because at this point, this supernatural thing isn't working. And isn't she getting married to Ryan Cabrera or something like that? Like, maybe she just needs to, like, take time yeah. off and go do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, poor Bud Murphy. Yeah, oh, Bud, you had a chance, buddy. Uh, but we'll see. You got, dumped in the, you got dumped by your girl and your company. Poor guy. Oh, God. He'll, he'll wind up in New Japan Pro Wrestling and come out with, like, a Kuroshida or something like that. You know, like, who knows? Good things are on the horizon for Mr. Murphy. And just like good things on the horizon for Mr. Murphy, there's good things on the horizon for you because he's got done listening to all the wrestling news that we can deliver for you. So we are going to take a break and then we are going to put some of the people in the middle of this episode that support us. They are our sponsors and you can support us by supporting them. So we'll be back in a couple of moments. And if you hear something you like, go check them out because again, you support them, you support us and we bring you cool stuff. So bye. Hey guys, I think we're all sitting here with partners, women in our lives that would uh, kind of appreciate it if we uh, groomed up a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I do too. And I'm lucky enough to have been in touch with a company called Smooth My Balls, and they want to make sure that we bring our listeners what they have to offer. So right now, they offer the Turf Chopper 3.0 with uh, skin safe technology. So when you are trimming your sack, you don't mess up and bring a messed up chia pet to a magic party if you know what i'm saying you gotta bring your a game to the battlefield guys always and the other thing too i don't know about you guys but i often get talked to about having all the hair left in the sink uh that's when the pube muncher 1.0 comes in it's a little vacuum sucks it all up and grinds up all the hairs and you can throw away a little easier that way you can avoid a conversation later and you can stay groomed always important always important and right now, all of our listeners can save 15% on their order. How can they do that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Josh. They can go to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and save 15% on their entire order right now. That's smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. And don't forget to look at some of the other products they have, like the sack mat, like the sack vacuum, like the ball freshening powder, and everything else. It's all there for you. Smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB for 15% off your order right now. The one, Please them ladies. The one-stop shop for men's grooming. <laughs> it's right. So welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. If you do, remember, check them out, support them, because when you support them, you support us, and we get to bring you some cool stuff like merch and beer and giveaways and fun guests 
and all kinds of stuff. So slick stuff, cool stuff, neat stuff. Speaking of cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff, uh, you should know that Pittsburgh, our favorite city, is known for their amazing food and fare. Adam and I have gone to many of the establishments here on our uh, our time in the city. And when we were just on wild nights with Rocky, we definitely made reference to Permanis because what respectable Pittsburgher doesn't. Uh, but I got to know, Adam, as much as we are alike, there are things that we are separated on. And I believe that you and I differ greatly on the sandwiches that we enjoy. So I challenge you, Adam, let us develop the Mount Rushmore of sandwiches. Yeah, I know we have some common interests in sandwiches, but uh, I Bacon. think we have some. I think we have some big differences too. I believe so. So, uh, much like every time we do a a uh, Mount Rushmore, one of us goes first. We bounce back and forth. We each get four, and I'm going to tell you right now. I think we're going to battle for over a couple here, and then at the end, we'll decide which four reign supreme uh, in the house of the judge. So the judge tour will have a nice menu now. It may have some weird, <laughs> weird choices. Uh, so I know last time we said uh, that you went first. So I didn't know if you had a problem with me going first this time. No, that seems fair, man. Cool. Go ahead. So everybody knows that I'm a nostalgia guy. I always think about the times when I'm growing up and the things that stuck with me and stuck to me in the form of fat because I am a thick man. I pose for my first choice, the classic grilled cheese sandwich. It is a fantastic, simple, easy. I think it's probably one of the first things I learned how to make as a kid on my own with the stove. So, yeah. So, you know, you get a nice grilled cheese, some tomato soup, and you are good to go. So number one pick from Matt, grilled cheese. Can't disagree with your points, but uh, real dum-dum for your number one spot. Just going to let you know. I'm going to get the argument started early. Um, Very surprised you didn't come up with this. The easy number one for a sandwich is a classic Reuben. Yeah. With the sauerkraut, the Russian dressing, some marble rye. You dum-dum. You went simpleton grilled cheese, getting driven to work grilled cheese. What are you talking about getting driven to grill work? Reuben. Yeah, okay, so... My number one pick, an adult sandwich. (laughs) So you're telling me that when you were a kid, your mom was serving you up Rubens. No, this wasn't favorite childhood sandwiches. This is just favorite sandwiches. Well, I'm saying you're making delineations. You're saying it's... I was driven to work when I was eating grilled cheese sandwiches. I was was a fucking Yeah, you picked a... You picked a little kitty sandwich, which was probably a, it would probably be a fine two, three, four seat selection. Probably not even two, three, maybe four. Uh, but Ruben, number one. I'm not going to argue that Ruben's number one. I love Ruben's. You know that. I ordered. I, I do know I, that. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't take it right off the rip. Uh, maybe I was being nice to you. But I won't be nice anymore because my second choice here is a solid sandwich that I love to get whenever it's on the menu. And that is a Cuban sandwich. Ooh, I do love a good Cubano. See, yeah, that should have been that should have been your number one. No, see, (laughs) I have to make sure I get nostalgia out of the way first to get my feelings out of the way. And then I start working on the things that I eat now. So Cubans are very simple. It's simple sandwiches. Pickles, ham, 
mayo, uh, not mayo, mustard, and some cheese on a nice, usually like a pita pocket kind of style. Usually like some ciabatta. pork too, right? Some pulled pork. Yeah, some pulled yeah, pork. Yeah. Some carnitas. So usually on a ciabatta, and it's delicious, especially if you get that good ciabatta bread that's like has the cr- like nice crunchy dome. I'm getting hungry right now, but yeah. A Cuban sandwich is my strong number two, which you're right. It should have been my number one because who the fuck is going to take a grilled cheese sandwich off of number one? Me. But I had to. I love them. So for my number two, I'm between two very similar sandwiches. And I'm only going to name the one I'm picking. Might save the other one for later. I don't know yet. But very strong choice hate to say it because it's from a city we hate but <laughs> it's a delicious sandwich so from the city of brotherly love and a shitty hockey team i'm taking the philly cheesesteak sandwich because if you get that sucker with some caramelized grilled onions and oh, cheese yeah. whiz if you're putting anything but cheese whiz on it i'm not a philly loyalist or anything but cheese whiz is the way you eat that thing uh, so yeah, a Philly cheesesteak sub sandwich. Dear God, is that, my number yeah. two. What a great sandwich from a terrible city. Yeah, <laughs> the only the only thing I like about going to Philly, well, they have some good beer too. But they do the cheesesteak. They do yeah, the yeah, cheesesteaks. Geno's the the hot cheese balls you get on the side with that bad boy. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, I think they actually just feed you cholesterol and rolls, which is fine. But you always get the whiz. If you get it with provolone, get the fuck away from me. Like, I'm, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Well, the only time I'll get it with provolone is if it's provolone and I get cheese whiz at the same time. <laughs> you know what? That extra cheese is always good. Yeah. I just doubled down on cheese. Uh, so, yeah, so- my, safe, my safe number two, you might, be, you might be able to guess what my other one was based on that being number two, but we might see it in, like, the four spot. It's a possibility that I could guess it, but I'm not here to blow up your spot, man. I'm staying on the straight and narrow, sticking with the things that I know and I love. And I tell you right now, the one thing that I love more than anything else is a nice kielbasa sandwich. Ooh. Kielbasa sauerkraut on a Kaiser roll. Now, if I get very specific. Welcome to the adults. I said Cuban fucking sandwich for number two. Yeah, right after your t- your three-year-old self said grilled cheese. Don't you think it's impressive, though, that at three years old, I was making my own grilled cheese sandwich? Or does that mean I, I, means I was poor? That's what it meant, because my mom left me at home with a working stove. And I remember like the, the first two things I was allowed to make on the stove, probably before I was 10, was grilled cheese and oatmeal. Like the like the Quaker oats, like oh, yeah, just yeah. boil water, throw it in, wait till the water this The easy stir shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for the kielbasa, it ha- I'm kind of I'm kind of specific with this one, so... Uh, so I like to get Saloni's rolls, the Saloni's Kaiser rolls for sure. Strong. And then, uh, so there's actually a butcher shop in a little town called Frederick town down in, I think it's the bottom of Washington County. You blink Correct. and you miss yep. it, but yep. their butcher shop down there has a spicy kielbasa and it's called the butcher shop. I don't, I'm not trying to be generic, but that's just what they call the place. Uh, you can actually Google it, but if you get down there, you get the spicy kielbasa, you get the Salonis Kaiser rolls, and then you get um, the sauerkraut. I believe it's Kurt's. Kurt's sauerkraut. It is. Yeah, it's something. It definitely yeah. starts with a K. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Kurt's or Kurt, one or the other. But it, it comes, it has like red writing on the front of it. 
Mm-hmm. You put those things together and you can make me do anything. If you promise me one of those sandwiches, and if you really want to get me going over the top, stadium mustard on top. Oh, all day, man. So you're very close to mine. Saloni's would be my like my backup bread. I'm going Mancini's all the way because yeah. I'm right down here by Mancini's. But it's yeah, a, it's sour, a hard one in two, man. Yeah, some some nice, really tart sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. And I like brown mustard, like the spiciest brown mustard you yeah. can throw on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's how I take my kielbasa. Cannot disagree with that being on your Mount Rushmore. We'll see if it makes it to the finals. But yeah, kielbasa is a strong pick for yeah, me. Yeah, we'll see if it can bump grilled cheese off, but we, you know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> it definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a another conundrum here with a different meat product. Do you have a confession um, to make? I do have a confession to make. On my list, I had listed. Uh, I'll admit it now, and if you want to steal it for your fourth pick, go the fuck ahead, because I just changed my mind in mid-thought. I did have a buffalo chicken sandwich written down, Ooh. but I would like to edit that. Yeah. And I'm going to specifically make it a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Is you much took my fucking better. <laughs> God damn it. I was like Nashville hot chicken is some of the best. I mean, you don't always get it on a sandwich. So I don't know if that counts, but I've had it on a sandwich and it's phenomenal. Have you in Nashville? Have you had it with the waffle bun? It's chicken and waffles. I had it somewhere. I can't I did not have it locally like that, but I have had it somewhere like that. Sheets has it, man. Oh, well, Dude, I have had sheets, um, Nashville hot yes. sauce, and it's it's legit. It's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, but yeah, I've eaten that. I ate that at three different places in Nashville when I was there for two days. It was not a great recovery period for me, but uh, got Nashville hot chicken everywhere I went, and there are some good. Uh, the best place, the two best places in Pittsburgh, I've had it are both in the South Hills. Uh, Spoonwood has a great oh yeah uh, sandwich of it a nashville hot chicken sandwich and then um darn it mindful which is right down the street mm-hmm. from spoonwood has just a good dish that's yeah. uh, nashville hot chicken uh so go get it you got to get it with the pickles yes the whitest white bread white bun you can find but the pickles are necessary and that heat yes. has to be there it has to be super hot super vinegary from those pickles can't beat it Maybe it should have been my number two, to be honest. Uh, I was ready to say, you're you're talking about it with, like, a romanticism. Yeah, I literally drooled on my hand while I was writing it down. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you one question, though? Because this is where we might get a little off, you know, off the side here. Do you use any kind of coleslaw with your Nashville hot? I've, I've had it with. I don't hate it with coleslaw but i prefer it without okay so i prefer i, I would with. prefer it be on the side i want it on the sandwich yeah see i prefer it on the side because yeah. i like that heat i like all the heat i need i need to break up i need to break up the heat a little bit what if i'm wrong yeah i think spoonwood does put it on their sandwich and it's good coleslaw like it's really legit good yeah. coleslaw but i just all, yeah 
Also, too, and you it, put it on the side. Just don't get mad at me when I scoop it. And put it right. <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. Different strokes for different folks, except yeah. for that grilled cheese. I was already saying, man, you always talk about, like, inclusion <laughs> and all this shit. Then I say one thing about grilled cheese is, like, fucking idiot. Or I talk about cookie crisp. You're a poor person. <laughs> yeah, but I can, cr- I can crush you for your choices. I don't want to crush every person. No, it's I, I just want to be better than you. All right, motherfucker. I see what this is all about. Start a podcast with you and see what happens. I want to kill you. So it's my last pick. And much like you, I was torn between two different sandwiches because I like well inside track to me. I think I've said this before. I, I shouldn't eat red meat and I don't often eat red meat, but when I do. I make sure it's just really bad for me. So I like a good meatball hoagie, meatball sandwich. Ooh. And, and that was going to be my number four. Except when we took a quick break, I actually got a text message from my buddy who is moving to South Carolina and reminded me of this great pulled pork sandwich we had. God damn it. You took my number four. Yes. The pulled pork sandwich from Revelry Brewing down in South Carolina, it was just majesty. It's exactly what I wanted. A little bit of tanginess to the the pulled pork. It's definitely been slow smoked for a whole day, probably. Sweet jicama style um, coleslaw that goes on top. Thin slices of provolone, and then they just have a buffet of sauce that you can just run all over that thing. Oh yeah. And don't forget candied red onions that you drape. Oh man. Great place to go to. If you, if you go to South Carolina and you don't go to revelry brewing, you're doing yourself a disservice. And if they have that pulled pork sandwich, you have to get it. I had it on my list. There's the evidence. I made me scratched it off. I heard you writing and I was like, it sounds like pulled pork sandwich. You can say a meatball if you want to. You no, fucking you, asshole. You know what? I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with that in the number four spot. Um, you did open me up, and I kind of like being in the last pick category because then I can mention all my honorable mentions, so I don't feel like a a yeah. dick for leaving stuff off. <laughs> so um you only want to be a dick my, when you're making fun of my grilled cheese. That's what it is, man. Everyone <laughs> else gets respect, but soon I mentioned a grilled cheese sandwich. Fuck you. <laughs> In my honorable mentions was a pastrami sandwich, which is very close to a Reuben, just with yeah. different toppings. So that's not going to make it. And then another one was a banh mi sandwich, which is basically a Korean pulled pork which um, is with pickled vegetables on it. Fucking yeah. phenomenal. But my number one, or not my number one, my number four, which is kind of similar to my number two, is the French dip sandwich. Oh, God, my stomach yeah. hurts just thinking about it. Yeah, you get some good ribeye. Um, I like it, the ribeye, sliced, thin, kind of like a cheesesteak. Absolutely. Um, again, caramelized onions. I like a good horseradish sauce on that or, yes. you know, like horseradish mayo. Um, no need for cheese, but if you want to throw cheese on that, I'll take some Swiss. And then that au jus sauce to dip it in. Phenomenal. It was the thing I got every time at the dogfish ale house in Fairfax, Virginia, when I frequented that twice a week, um, <laughs> I'd switch between that and pizza. Um, so yeah, French dip is going on my number four, another not... beef sandwich from a person that doesn't eat a lot of steak or beef. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not that. a real big burger guy. I mean, I do like burgers from specific places, but yeah, 
yeah, two beef made it to my final. I was going to say, Weird. man, you're, you're down there and you had dogfish. You had two incredible choices to go from a French dip sandwich or like banging pizza all around you. You were, yeah. you were in a good spot for eats. They had a banging. It was a white, a white sauce, but it had like great seasoning in it. Seafood pizza. It had like oh, scallops, yeah. shrimp, and oh. lobster, lobster or crab on it. That's insane. It was phenomenal with some uh, asparagus on it too. Asparagus on pizza. That sounds phenomenal. so good. Phenomenal. Can I just... I'm going to tell you real quick. I did have an honorable mention and it's just something that I tend to get it. Uh, Cause like you, I don't do a lot of red meat. I don't, I try not to do any red meat at all. Um, and I don't do a lot of burgers either, but when I'm out, I try to get a, a good classic Turkey club sandwich. It's, it's kind of plain Jane. It's kind of like ultimate white dude sandwich, but sometimes when you just want, you want a sandwich, but you don't want to feel like you've been run over by a grease truck. You get a nice right. Turkey club fills you up and it usually comes with usually you're getting some kind of like cool homemade chips from the restaurant you go to so that's always a nice little accompaniment but we have to pick the top four we have eight we have to whittle it down and cut them in half so i just say let's hurry up real quick and throw grilled cheese on there number one and nope work from nope. there i mean you can go ahead and nominate that but i'm videoing that shit right away <laughs> i would say after we after I said grilled cheese and realized that how we were actually swinging for the fences, I do regret saying grilled cheese, but I still stand by the fact that I enjoy them to this day. I am vetoing it on the basis that it is only there for nostalgia purposes. There is no meat on that sandwich. Nothing against my vegetarian uh, friends or listeners of the program. There's no meat on that sandwich. And it needs tomato soup to be a banging sandwich, in my opinion. You're right. Or so I am striking it from the Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. Unless you can convince me otherwise. I can't. I mean, all <laughs> valid points. It's just, it, you like, you know, when you walk in. I never it, wanted to be a lawyer more than to prosecute uh, grilled cheese. <laughs> your honor, your honor, there's no meat on the sandwich, your honor. <laughs> so striking grilled cheese. Sorry, Kraft. You can kiss my ass. I'm sorry I brought you into this fight. Clearly, you're uh, you're outmatched. So Yeah, you can nominate something better out of the eight we yeah. threw up. But in response and something yeah. I know you can't go up against, I nominate the Reuben. Yeah, Reuben has to be there. Rushmore. Actually, you could almost do like Reubens and then variations of Reubens because I'll eat a turkey Reuben. I'll eat a pastrami Reuben. I'll eat Yep, I've had a duck Reuben. I'll eat any kind of Reuben. I eat Reubens. Um, that marble, that marble rye bread, just kills, man. Thousand kills dressing, it. yeah, man. And the sauerkraut, always sauerkraut. So to keep the sauerkraut train rolling, my first pick to go onto the Mount Rushmore is the kielbasa sandwich because not only can you have it the way that I like it, but you can also go spicy or mild or any way you want it, and it can be customized to your liking. Some people like it more like a hot dog guys right. like me i like it more like traditional polish style so but i think it is a classic sandwich you can have in the summer and you can also have it in the winter no matter when it's a great sandwich and it's relatively cheap it's yeah. great literally the two meat version of a reuben the way i eat it um yeah <laughs> i just throw mustard on it instead of russian dressing and it's basically a reuben yeah but kielbasa you're right uh can't disagree Again, can eat it any time of year. It's relatively cheap. You can grill it. You can throw it in the yeah. slow cooker with the sauerkraut in the winter. Mm. It's awesome. Do you know the trick? Do you know the trick slow? to the slow? No, I'm not as Polish as you, so go ahead and tell me. All right, so the Polish trick I learned when I went to the Winter Classic here 
in in Pittsburgh uh, when the Pens got defeated by the Caps. I actually went to a tailgate where an old Polish man was making some of the most delicious kielbasa sandwiches I've ever had. So when you're drinking and eating kielbasa and kraut sandwiches, what's the number one enemy you run across, Adam? Uh, heartburn for me. Heartburn, gas, right? And gas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand in so hand. I, yeah, so I... I mean, I'm a thick dude, so I had like three of these sandwiches, and I was pounding a lot of light beer, and I was like, "Man, I'm not like I'm not getting gassy. I'm not feeling my heart burn. You know, I'm not. I don't need any Pepsi or anything." I went up and I was like, "Hey, man, what's up with this?" And he cracked open the slow smoker, and he actually he's like, "The trick is you take apples and you slice them in half, and you put them uh, the meat of the fruit down in the sauerkraut as it's, it's slow cooking." And the acidity from the apples takes care of all the um, whatever the sauerkraut brought like the pickling. Yeah, the gassy calms, enzymes from yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Calms it all down. So when you eat it, you don't get all gassy. So very cool. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like a sandwich that needs included on our list, especially because of the large Polish population in Pittsburgh. Like Kabas is a kind of a staple around yeah. here. So yeah, many, I will not veto that. Send it to the finals. And I think there's not a restaurant in Pittsburgh that you walk in, they don't have a kielbasa sandwich on the on the menu. So yeah. Send it up to the top. What do you got? So we got two two big meaty cholesterol heavy sandwiches up there. Yeah. I'm gonna skip over throwing one of my red meat sandwiches in and go with the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Uh let's get the let's get poultry represented. Uh, not to say that's not deep fried and terrible for your arteries too, but just to switch it up a little bit, I'm going to throw the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. You to, can't go yeah, wrong to, to the gods. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Especially uh, I like watching people's faces who have never had a Nashville hot sandwich to see their eyes light up when they first bite it, because you should almost regret it after your first bite. It should be that hot where you're like, this is now a challenge. But then as you get into it, it just gets that sweet heat. And it's, it's, right. it, it makes you want to keep eating it. It's very addictive. Once it, once it mingles in with a good pickle, it's, yeah. it's always bearable and it's always delicious. The crack cocaine of sandwiches, baby. Nashville hot. So I get to round it out, right? I got number four. You can try unless I disagree. You try to throw grilled cheese in there again. I'm going to smack you through the screen. Listen, I'm not going to try to sneak grilled cheese in there. Okay, listen. (laughs) So, I mean, you really got to go with a sandwich that you can rely on. A sandwich that's always going to be there for you. A sandwich that's going to take care of you and make sure that you are fed and ready to go. So I'm going to sneak peanut butter and jelly on there. kidding so i'm gonna go back to a big meaty bastard that i can't stop eating when they're in front of me and i'm gonna bring back my cleanup hitter the pulled pork sandwich this is a sandwich again very customizable i think Mm -hmm. you can have it uh you can and i've actually seen like i've seen and for my for our vegan friendly friends here and vegetarian friends uh jackfruit can actually be substituted in for the pulled pork and I've had one. It is fantastic. Yeah, it works, especially if it's smoked. It yeah. really works. So you can customize this sandwich any way you want to. For me, I fully load. Um, I want this thing to be dripping. I want it to be cheesy. I want it to be just covered in vinegary, um, 
coleslaw i just want this thing to just sing the whole way through so if i had to pick a sandwich to throw on there to support those three heavy hitters we put on there i think that the pulled pork sandwich provides the cleanup hitter that you need in a four-man lineup uh, i mean as much as i'd like to veto that fourth choice uh for like actually for your second choice the cuban really the cuban is just a pre-customized version of a pulled pork so it is you kind of have to include it and i'd love to shove my cheese steak in the lineup or my french dip um but the pulled pork is it's very customizable it's americana it's a wonderful choice i feel like we left out some heavy hitter classic ones oh yeah our fans don't be mad uh, but the like italian hoagie didn't get mentioned meatball got dropped um I would really, really, really like to maybe put cheesesteak ahead of the pulled pork, but uh, that comes from a shitty-ass city. Fuck you, <laughs> Philadelphia. Love our listeners from there, but fuck your yeah. city. Uh, pulled pork, go ahead. You take your place at number four on the Mount Rushmore. So we have decided. We have we have our lineup here. If we were having a restaurant down the Jojitorium where you can come down and get the kind of beers that you need to satisfy the sweet heat in your life, you would be able to get a Reuben a kielbasa and kraut sandwich, a Nashville hot sandwich, or a pulled pork sandwich. Now, like anything we do here in the Jojitorium, it is up for interpretation and argument. So if you think you could do better than us, then you email us your lineup at DecayingWTV on all social media or to our email, DecayingWTV at gmail.com, and you can tell us why you think we should be driven to work and what we should be eating. Um, and if you try to tell Adam that he should get into grilled cheese more about, like, there's artisanal grilled cheeses. You're not going to shake them. So save the clicks and typing on that one. Challenge us on the sandwiches if you think you can come up with a better lineup. And I'd love to see what you got. And if you yeah, got, let us know what we yeah. left off. We probably have hundreds of sandwiches we didn't even mention. Like bring yeah. them up. I love a good sandwich. Um, I could rattle a bunch off right now, but you rattle them off for me. There's one with seafood on it. I'm specifically thinking about right now that I'm sad I left lobster off. roll. But no, no, I do not like. It. I was thinking shrimp po' boy, but. Oh my god. I think a lobster yeah. roll is extremely overrated. It's really? buttery, it's buttery insect meat on a hot dog bun. Get over yourself. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta pay like twenty dollars for it. I'd Fuck pay twenty five dollars for it. I just like <laughs> I like them so much, man. They're so good. Uh so we did get some questions, Adam, and these are very fun ones. Uh no one's asking us for relationship advice, thank God, because I think we've ruined enough marriages in our time. So yeah, uh, I'm not good at that. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> I always just like dump that. I go, I go full time like just dump that bitch. <laughs> so, Adam, if uh, the question here is, if we could have only one beer for the rest of our lives, what would it be? So, I'm gonna let you take that one first because I rely on you a lot for beer recommendations. Sure. So, um, I have one from. I, I'm a big, big. It's easy for me to pick the style of beer. Yes. Um, very simple. Uh, it's wet, It's a West Coast IPA. Okay. So for me, like some really good examples would be something from Stone, something like a, a Bell's, uh, Dogfish 60 Minute are all like really easy answers. But if I'm going to be stuck with one for the rest of my life um, and never drink anything else again, there was one made... And I don't get it a lot. I don't even know if it's being made currently, but 
but Green Flash Brewing used to make one called the Palette Wrecker, which oh, was yeah, yeah, an infinitely hoppy masterpiece. Nine point five ABV would r- literally wreck your palate and wreck your life. Um, and but was just a crispy, hoppy, bastard masterpiece. And uh, that's what I would pick. It, I'm not saying that's my favorite uh, West Coast I've ever had. I'm not saying it's my favorite beer in general, but like if I'm stuck with one, I want it to shock my taste buds every time. So I'm going to throw a curveball and go with the Green Flash Palette Record. And you're going to be wrecked all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I can be drunk for cheap. True yeah. sign. <laughs> Word. Yes. Could we have an over under if I'm going to be an AA by episode 50 of this podcast? <laughs> I mean, I love beer so much. 50 25 is a little closer to us right now. I mean, we should probably try that one out. Is it like yeah. 17 or something nah. like that? No, I'm you the think quitter. You can hold on to 50. I know you I'm can. I'm the quitter. <laughs> so, you actually mentioned the brewery that I would get the beer from. So, Stone, because Stone is one of my favorite places. But I will tell you that I had a beer that it's very hard for me to get my hands on because they don't make it very often. And it's called Fear Movie Lions. It's FML. And the reason why it's FML is so that uh, Stone Brewing, some of the, and I'm, I hope I'm saying this right. So if someone is from Stone and you want to call me a liar, you can. But this is what I read. This is why I like this beer even more. So down in the basement of the main brew house of Stone, that's where they make all the very high temperature beers, which is what this is. And someone took a can of spray paint and put FML on the wall which you know is fuck my life but of course they couldn't put fml on the beer label so they said oh that's definitely fear movie lines because movie lines are the most ferocious things on the planet so the beer came out as fear movie lines it's a double ipa it's super hoppy but it comes in i think a little over nine percent that's it's a solid choice for me. There's there's an honorable mention for me that I just thought of when you mentioned the hot disregarded fermenter. Yeah. Uh, Drecker. Drecker out of, uh, I believe, oh boy, I should probably look it up. I believe they're out of North Dakota. I'm going to look it up real quick while I talk about it. But okay. they make one with a a Nordic, they make a Nordic IPA that's made with a Nordic strain of yeast called Kvik. That ferments really well in heat. And it is a cloudy IPA, but it finishes super dry and super hoppy. And that would be a pretty good one. It is North Dakota. So I nice. just got that right. It's good far shot down. there, buddy. Um, so <laughs> I will visit North Dakota one day simply yeah. for the fact to go to Drecker because they have amazing IPAs and amazing sours. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're, they, I think it's a whole series. I think they do a series of Nordic IPAs with like different hops being interchanged. Um, so that'd be, that'd be a good one too. I, I just, that just popped into my mind when you said that. I mean, there's a bunch of local yeah. people I should say here, Yes, but I'm just going commercial for the national audience. I don't know who asked this question, but yeah, I, I don't know. Challenge us sometime. Yeah. Listeners. I'd, I'd love the, I'd, I'd love to hear your beer questions. I love yeah. talking about beer, clearly. So yeah, it'll help up. help us burn some bridges, baby. Let's see who we can piss <laughs> off. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of styles and whatnot, uh, what is one food you refuse to try 
I should say that without sounding like I need to be driven to work. Referees. What is one food you refuse to try no matter what? I I went first on the last one, so you you can take it if you want. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a kind of food. It's like a delicacy of food. Anything that is delivered to me still alive, like still alive squid, oh, oh, oh. like uh, a live fish, things like that. Like you, and you're supposed to like eat it while it's alive because I don't know. Sometimes it's a cultural thing, and so, and so I don't want to be disingenuous to that, but. There's something about watching, and I think the first time I got to watch somebody do it in like face to face, and it was at um, like a Mongolian kind of thing, but it was definitely mm-hmm. live, it was live squid. And I watched somebody take a chopstick and capture a little guy. And it's and still wriggling, it, yeah, yeah. It's fighting in the, in their mouth and everything. I can see the tentacles like around their lips, and it just it freaked me out, man. I just if it's alive. When you deliver to me, I'm going to try to put it back in the ocean or in the woods or wherever it belongs. I'm not going to eat it. I'm sorry. They seem to usually do that with seafood too. Like yeah. that seems like oh. the most common. So I have a I have a, a a side question to that to like further this. Yeah. What if it's a not live fish, but it is also a delicacy to just serve fish with the head still on? I do that, That's but it's dead. Are you okay with that? See, yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Do that. Yeah. I don't leave my food looking at me. I feel guilty. Yeah, if it's dead, I'm fine. You okay. know, what I mean, it's yeah, that that's not a problem. Like that, or like the roasted duck with the head still on. I can't like if that, it's still got the head on it, except for soft shell crab, because yeah. that just comes basically fried as it died, and I can do that. There is something about like when you mentioned the duck. I think if it's something that's like cuddly and cute, and it comes to me, because like I also think too, like if someone serves me a pig's like pig's but big pig's head like a boar's head. Right, I see that thing. I'm just like that freaks me out, man. Like I don't, I just yeah. So yeah, no, it. I take it back. No, if you serve, I'm think I'm just being cool for fish. But like, if it was like okay, but anything else is out. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not even good with fish. Anything that's staring at me, I can't eat. Yeah, it's weird. So, mine is probably like a more common answer. Um, not that that's uncommon. I think a lot of people wouldn't like to eat that. But my uh, my go to, I was thinking Rocky Mountain oyster, but I thought of something even worse, which is <laughs> sweetbreads. I would not like to ever eat. Yeah, man. Breads. Yeah, I could pass um, on sweetbreads. There's some gross parts of animal that I wouldn't like to eat, like or I thought I wouldn't like to eat, like tongue. But I actually tongue's really good. If tongue is prepared in a street taco, I'll eat that. I love it. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So sweetbreads, common common misconception is that that's the testicles of an animal Mm. it's actually the thymus gland and parts of the pancreas gland Mm -hmm. from a young calf or lamb which it has to be harvested when they're young or it gets an off taste which i'll never be able to tell you that because i'm not going to (laughs) eat it without the off taste um (laughs) but yeah it's just to me i never even thought it was um i i didn't know until i researched this i always thought it was a part of the brain I did too, uh, to be honest. But yes. it's it's gland. I mean, it's glandular, so it, it's probably from that area. Yeah. At least one of those. Actually, it says it's from the th- the thymus glands from the throat, and the pancreas gland is from the heart and or stomach. So this around that out. area. Also, so either too, those areas, it looks like brains. I'm not eating yeah. it. I don't care if you deep fried and put powdered sugar on it. I'm not eating it. Also, too, what de- what devious fucker was like? I wonder what the heart tastes like. 
You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I think that goes back to like maybe Native American culture and like the tribal cultures where like you don't waste anything or yeah. the animal. Yeah. And yeah. It, it probably just went from there. But who knows? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You and I love music. And I, we talk about enough that this guy sent an email in. Uh, hey, boys, you should know each other well enough for this one. Make the other host sit through two or three bands they absolutely hate so they have a chance to see a band they know is near impossible to see. This is all about torture. So this is where I know you and I have a very, very significant division in our musical tastes. We like a lot of the same things, but there are things that I listen to that I know you don't want to listen to. (laughs) Oh, this is tough. So it doesn't have to be bands I like though, either. It just has to be bands you hate. Yes. I'll let you, I'll let you go first since I went first on the last question. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how mean you get. And then I'll, side <laughs> okay so i think so a band i know that you like that you've wanted to see a bunch of like you've actually seen these guys they put on a great show you've said so yourself is ghost i think ghost is a band that you would like to see if you had the opportunity um so i'm going to make sure that they're the headliner they're the ones they're going to come out and they're going to do an hour and a half set full theatrics the whole nine yards Cause I know you, I know you dig that shit. Uh huh. Opening band is Avenged Sevenfold, and they only play songs from Backcountry, and they dedicate Backcountry to you. They're like, <laughs> oh, there's Adam Bashlines out there celebrating a great night out with his friends. This one's for you, and they start playing Backcountry, and I just want to see your head just get really red, like it does when you get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I want to say after that, it's gonna, we're gonna tune it down a little bit for you. I want to make sure that you can get real, real, you know, into your own feelings. So, Dashboard Confessional is gonna come out and they're gonna play Fuck. a nice, intimate set where we have to get real close to the stage because it's gonna be just, just a lead guy from Dashboard Confessional playing all of their solid hits, acoustic guitar. Um, and he dedicates probably I don't know. Remember to breathe to you because you I don't know even know that, I don't even know that song because all their songs sound the same and I hate all their songs. <laughs> That's such a fucking bad one. That's yes. so bad. I hate them so bad. So then you have to get to a band that really picks it up, that really gets you in the mood for uh, Ghost because Ghost is very theatrical and this band is very theatrical. I feel like in another world, another time that you would enjoy this band a lot. And it's taking back Sunday and taking back Sunday is going to come out and they're going to play all the stuff from their first two albums, but they have a surprise for you, Adam. They are going to cover Ohio is for lovers for their closing song. Uh, from why? That's not their, why are they doing covers? Because they know how much you like that song. Oh God. And then ghost I, comes out and they kill actually out of the three of them. The one I would least mind to sit through is Taking Back Sunday. Even though me and you sat through them, well, that's not true. We yeah. drank beers until their last two songs and then went and saw them because they've been up for every time. Every I time die. I die or the yes. damn things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do like a few of their songs on 
on their recordings. Them live is a whole different story. It's rough. And I should say um, too, very I good. That's too, uh, that's torturous, me, especially me, dashboard. Being there with you is great because aside from Avenged Sevenfold, I like those other bands a lot. <laughs> so I would be having the time of my life. <laughs> They're cool, and you're crumbling. <laughs> it's uh, it's tough for me. So I think I picked a band for you that's near impossible they'll ever perform again i think okay and you're gonna correct me if i'm wrong but it would be a headliner show from under oath oh that's great yeah that'd be a wonderful show yeah yeah I'd but, love to but see like them. that's never happening again between like health issues and turmoil yeah, they, right they like you're never getting the original lineup no you won't again get the i'm lineup, saying yeah. a real og lineup oh well yeah you're never gonna get that for under earth is there anything better than that for you like Any, anything better than that yeah oh, man uh, i mean is there anything like less possible and as great as that so i, I think i that, nailed that that's a great category because i do love that band a lot i love all their albums so yeah if they were an original because i was thinking that or og panic at the disco but like not no diss to panic at the disco but their musicianship's kind of interchangeable as long yeah. as you have Brandon Urie at the front, like that's all you need. You're gonna have a panic. Yeah. That's all you need. So yeah, yeah under Earth, because they were better musicians. So that that that's your headliner. That's okay. who you're gonna gonna freaking see. Okay. Um <laughs> to open up the bill, I can't think of a better band to stick you with than post 2019 Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> to open it up just the moodiest of ivan moody the bitchiest of ivan moody when they got rid of all their good band members yeah uh, ivan moody five finger death punch full motocross gear get your monster energy drinks bring your pieces of drywall to punch at the show do they play That's... anything from the first album no 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 any only stuff they recorded post 2019 that's so terrible. Where there was basically Miley Cyrus with double bass kick drums. Oh my it was god, dude. You're way better at this than I am. Yeah, <laughs> so you're so yeah, you're getting that to start. Then a personal hate of mine that I think you would torture you. Um, you're gonna get like a three hour set from oh, Tool. Oh just tools gr- greatest hits who gives a shit because it's like two, all the same they can only play two songs in three hours i don't know how well long. you're gonna listen to both of them <laughs> <laughs> so after you got five figure death punch for like i'll just give them like a headlining set like 45 minutes to an hour oh. there's only so much they have from 2009 post you're gonna get like three hours of tool just but it's a it's a festival though i'm sending you to a festival because you're gonna be there all day thanks man so that's really nice yeah You'll be out in the lawn, by the way, too. No shade for you. It's going to be oh, 105 degrees in the sun. No trees. It's starting. You're, you're bringing elements into this. Then it's like, oh, you know what? At that point, you're probably going to be like a little like meddled and progged out. Yeah. You want some easy, relaxing music. And I'm going to take a stab that you hate this band as much as I do. We're going for some classic rock. And you're going to listen to two hours of the eagles oh my hotel God, california baby because the eagles i mean america's 
fucking heart is in the Eagles. Everybody likes them, right, Matt? Don't you love the Eagles? Yeah, I love them so much that I hope that they never come back. <laughs> they should For some stay reason, there. As soon as you read this question, I was like, what is the worst band on DVE? And I was like, it's oh, the easy. Eagles. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna put up with them. Go ahead, <laughs> and then and then you get to enjoy Under Earth. Comes out like they and Coto California, and then and then Spencer comes out, and he's like, "Okay, you guys ready?" They fucking go in his dangerous business, walking out your front door. I'm like, "This is a comparison." <laughs> so off the top of my head, those are the three bands I think I could torture you with. I'm pretty sure that the contemplation of like running headfirst into a cement block would occur as soon as. Ivan Moody started going on one of his like anti whatever he's choosing to be against rants. It's usually the record industry that made him all the money he has. <laughs> yeah. You're the reason why I got these shitty face tattoos. Boo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. Boo-hoo, you're rich, and now you have a significant mental health disorder. Go get help. You need help. Yeah. Oh God, you're really good at this. We should Thanks. just have a sideshow where you just torture people. Where's I would that- Where's Netflix? Can we just pitch them a show? I would low-key really enjoy that. Low-key, high-key <laughs> enjoy that one. You can make people miserable for money. That's great. <laughs> Pay me. So you know what makes people happy all the time, Adam? The delicious... The brews. Eagles. Well, no. No, 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 no. No. The delicious brews you make down in the brew lab. So, Adam, I want you to tell the people who are listening what is on tap in the brew lab. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll mention it. It's not by the time you're listening to this, it's gone because I'm killing yeah. it after we get off air. <laughs> Jojenator, double IPA, 9.3%. Adam's not waking up early tomorrow, folks, because I'm <laughs> killing that for you. Um, but it will be replaced uh, shortly with our hoppy Hefeweizen uh, that we are doing. It is a Hefeweizen that is bitter hopped with Eldorado. So it's traditional it, uh, as far as the grist. It's a traditional Hefeweizen. It's very wheat heavy. It is uh, fermented with the German strain of yeast. Uh, very banana-y. Uh, a little bit of clove. Um, but it was it was bitter hopped with Eldorado hops. And then whirlpooled with a bunch of Sabro and Rowaka, which gives it tropical fruit. Uh, a little bit of coconutiness, A little bit of creaminess on the back end. Should be really good. Can't wait to try it. Can't wait to share it with everybody. Um, on number two is the Dad Shoes Lemon Summer Shandy, our Lining Kugel Killer at 5.2%. Come out. this If you're listening to this, it's Father's Day. Get your dad some. If you give it to him a couple of days late, he won't be mad at you. He'll love you. He'll drink it while he cuts the lawn. He'll love it. Hell yeah. So come man. get some. It is selling this weekend. People got the memo. It's Father's Day. Papas enjoy it. And number three. <laughs> You might have missed Mother's Day. We still got Mom Jeans Mimosa Ale on, 6.8%. Come get some for the mommy you love. It's it's a mimosa-inspired ale. We got orange juice in it. It's a very dry brute. Um, then back sweetened with some orange juice. And at number four, RIP Connor, we're on our second keg of the Retired Triple Agent Pineapple Jalapeno uh, Triple IPA at 10.2%. I'm not going to lie, folks. I just got rid of legally uh 24 bottles of this second keg today yes so there it is not not long for this world either there is about a uh a case and a half left in there uh so please if you want to try it come get it strong pineapple notes 
very strong on the jalapeno flavor, not strong on the spice, very light on the spice, won't wreck your throat, won't wreck your heartburn, won't give you heartburn, uh, but will wreck you because it's 10.2%. So yes. Come get some. Um, and a special announcement uh, to drop for everybody. This, uh, well, this Saturday, you're, you saw it on our socials, but Saturday it released. Um, hoped I saw you there. Um, but if it's Sunday, you can still go get it in, in cans, still get it on draft at Fury Brewing in Irwin, PA. We have the Bash at the Beach Hazy Session IPA. It is the opposite of the retired triple agent. This beer is coming in at, I believe, 5%, around 5%. Uh, so it's a very crushable, tropical, coconutty, creamy, light, light IPA. Um, that's it. That's just a, a good hazy. Drinks like it's probably in the six, seven percent range, but it's not gonna crush. It's not gonna wreck you. So go visit the fine folks out at uh, Fury. Tell them the boy sent you. Tell them Bashbury sent you. Um, and enjoy, folks. And and just stay posted for uh, more festivals coming. I uh, got some news today. We might be going to Eastern PA at the end of July. Stay yeah. posted. Um, we'll probably only have one beer featured at that festival. Uh, if we make it, it's in the works right now, but stay posted. Ask me about it. Um, as the, as July approaches and I, I will know more notes on that. Yes. And as we get more notes about it, we will be dropping that on social media. But if you want to know what's going on in the brew lab with Adam, all you have to do is follow at bash underscore brew on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do not forget to follow him on untapped. And as always, if you want to know what's going on here with Decaying with the Boys, we are at Decaying WTV on all social media. That is, again, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget about the Twitter polls that we put out randomly, usually when I'm watching wrestling. So if you can tune in at that time, you can vote. And don't forget to send us in your questions, comments, emails. Tell us how wrong we are about our sandwich choices. Or if you just want to make fun of the reason that I like grilled cheese, that's fine, too. That's DecayingWTV at gmail.com. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers, guys.